Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful, on this crazy day? Valentine's Day 2021, and I got to start off with a little bit of a personal story today that happened that I just thought was hilarious. Uh, I take my two boys, (laughs) my two loving boys who share my last name. I'll claim them currently. I take them to go buy (laughs) Valentine's Day cards and gifts for the wife. And these two knuckleheads, I swear to God, <laughs> they both buy cards, which is great. They, they did their job. We come home and then like I have to sit them down and like coach them into, you know, writing these thoughtful mo- messages and, you know, uh, this is your mom, all these kind of things, whatever. These knuckleheads bought the same damn card <laughs> and had no clue standing right next to each other. And they, they open up their, their cards and they're the same ones. Uh, what an awesome, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I still can't stop laughing at it. The wife liked it, so it was okay. But happy Valentine's Day. Uh, some people love this day. Some people hate this day. Some people are in the middle. I don't care. I'm here to talk 49ers freaking football. So if you have a question, make sure to throw that up in the chat. But what we're going to be doing, the 49ers already started their offseason plan, signing a whole lot of players um, to contracts, which is awesome. But we're going to be going through a mock draft with trades the first two rounds for the 49ers. Uh, got a couple questions, and as always, go ahead and tag me um, at John Chapman in the chat. That way I can see your question. Uh, there's a lot of people with us this morning already, which is awesome. Love it. Countdown crew, that is what's up. Uh, freaking love you guys. Y'all are the absolute best. It doesn't matter what time, day or night, um, when we go live, the Countdown crew shows up. Best fans out there, period. I love this place, man. All right. The 49ers have signed four new players and they're not new they're old (laughs) but they're new players in the fact that they were expired their contracts and now they're back gotta start at the quarterback position josh rosen who i love i really really do like this guy now whenever you talk about like yeah i like this guy i'm very glad he's back i I don't think that he's competing for the number one spot you know there's been pieces um just today um Tim of the Athletic, I can't pronounce his last name, Tim K of the Athletic, Peter King of Sports Illustrated, formerly of Sports Illustrated, now he's doing his own website. Both of them came out today in pieces and said, fully expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be the starting quarterback heading into the season. I've been saying that all along. Um, but are they trying to upgrade? Of course they are. But what does that look like? And we're going to talk about some of that in the mock draft today. But Josh Rosen goes in currently as the number two quarterback. Uh, You've got Josh Johnson, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Josh Rosen. 
Rosen has the highest ceiling. I would argue Rosen probably has a higher ceiling than Jimmy Garoppolo does if you just look at the tools and the skill set. However, man, it, he fell on hard times. <laughs> Got traded, you know, drafted by the Cardinals, who had the worst offensive line in the NFL, traded to the Dolphins, who then had the worst offensive line in the NFL, and it didn't pan out for him. Uh, both times, it just kind of went bad. And so... He needs time to chill. And if quarterbacks, this is something that also is very, very important. Historically, quarterbacks in the Kyle Shanahan scheme do well after a couple of years in the system. It's not just step in and be successful. Even Jimmy Garoppolo, who came in and you know won those five games in the season, he sat for a while. I think he sat for four and a half weeks before he jumped in there. They traded for him in October. He started the last five games after C.J. Beathard got hurt. And so that's kind of what you need. Uh, you need time. And so, yeah, Rosen came in the last two weeks of the season. Now he's going to have his first full off season. And kind of, I think, the perfect place, if, if I had my own perfect world, it would be keep Jimmy Garoppolo. He starts week one. Then you're going to draft a quarterback in the first round if one falls and keep Josh Rosen as your number three. That would be ideal. And the eventual long-term succession plan is if Jimmy G gets hurt again or if he doesn't live up to what he has whenever he's healthy, then you transition to you know that new rookie quarterback number one and Josh Rosen as your long-term number two. That would be ideal. Um, running back Austin Walter, who we saw a couple games with after Jamichael Hasty got uh, separated shoulder, he got signed to a deal. So now the running back rotation, which I really really like, you've got Mostert number one, Jeff Wilson number two, Jamichael Hasty number three, and Austin Walter number four. Now obviously they're going to be adding whether through late round draft picks or usually undrafted free agents at the running back position. The running back room is solidified. And here's probably the best news. There's not bad contracts at the running back position. We haven't been able to say that for three years. You paid all that stupid money to Jarek McKinnon. Then, you know, you can say Tevin Coleman deal it definitely didn't pan out to what it was worth. Those contracts are done and we are moving on. Jeff Wilson on a cheap contract. Hasty <laughs> on a super cheap contract. Walter on a super cheap, cheap contract. Mostert's very, very inexpensive as well. You remember he did the whole like holdout thing and just bumped it all up to guaranteed money. So this is the last year for Mostert going into 2021. He gets to prove who he is, which I'm pretty excited. Also another signing, wide receiver, the all-name the all name team, River Craycraft, wide receiver, who ended the year as the number three wide receiver. Um, you know, if you remember when Kendrick Bourne was out, um, he was the guy that stepped in, right? Well, Kendrick Bourne is a free agent. 49ers might bring him back, but I still think currently if we kept our wide receiver room the way that it is, this is our number three, which is scary. I don't like that, but I do like River Craycraft, special teams, punt returner ability, all that stuff, but he doesn't cost you and penalties or drop passes like some of the other guys that we had fighting for that number three position. Um, now, ideally, the 49ers would want Jalen Hurd or Juwan Jennings to win that role, but how do you depend on Jalen Hurd back-to-back -back years? You hope for the best, but you got to plan for the worst. And Juwan Jennings, we just haven't seen. He had that terrible hamstring injury that kept him out the entire year. But Craycraft has played. He's played more than both Hurd and Jennings combined. And again, with the way the 49ers roster is currently, Debo and Ayuk, they're solidified number one and two. I don't care what they do. But that number three spot, which again gets about 40 snaps a game in the 49ers offense, 
there's a hole there. Do I think that, you know, the first or second round, you look at those positions? I don't think so. Um, but you've got to do something, whether through free agency or middle of the draft, day two, day three pick, you've got to do something in that wide receiver room. And we've been saying this for five years straight. Where's the wide receivers? <laughs> now you've got the top end, but your depth isn't there. Do you bring back KB? Eh, eh it's not a bad idea, but eh, I'm not sure you want that if that's the long-term answer. And also, I think this one's probably as important as any other one. Long snapper, the long snapper, Tabor Pepper, staying with the name team. He is incredible. Probably one of the most fun <laughs> follows on Twitter. If you don't follow this guy, he's incredible. And, man, just stepped in and solidified that unit as soon as he came in. And so really, really like that guy. So those are our four signees. You're going to continue to see Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch bring back these players that are with the 49ers and have been with the 49ers. That's kind of who they are, right? They want to keep these players that they have experience with because, again, it's the Kyle Shanahan loyalty program. That, that's what they want to do. you got to get up to 90 roster spots, so we're going to be adding a whole bunch more players. And with the salary cap dropping uh, because of COVID and the revenue and all those things, look for these rosters to continue to separate. Where you have top-tier talent, the middle class of the NFL is dissipating for this year particularly. So you're going to have a lot of top-tier guys, and you're going to have a lot of low-tier guys. The middle roster is this year is going to be taking a big hit. You're going to see a lot of guys sit on that free agent market this year at some premium positions because teams just can't afford them. And it's either take you know a huge pay cut or sit out and just chill. And so I think we're going to see some people making some business decisions to just kind of stay at home this year. So it's going to be interesting to say the least. From Moses, he says, if a defensive end doesn't go in the first round, it's not realistic. I do agree. While this draft, the 2021 draft, it's different whenever you look at the edge class because there's not that elite top-tier guy. Um, there is some depth there because usually you have one or two guys. Like, look at last year, right? You had Chase Young, clear to find number one. Nobody even debated that. After that, it dropped off. You had, like, Caleb Von Chasen, who I really didn't like. I had a second-round grade on. He went, like, 17, I think, to Atlanta. Like, it's not like that. You could have three to four edges go in the first round, Moses, but none of them go in the top 15. Like, that's a possibility. I think some will go in the top 15 just because it's such a premium position. And, again, if you look at the NFL and its current situation, quarterback and edge are the two positions that first-round talent matters more than anywhere else. Quarterback and edge positions. You don't find them in the second and third round. You're like, oh, well, what about Russell Wilson? Yeah, that was a decade ago. <laughs> when was the last time that happened? Um, it doesn't happen very often. Jalen Hurts may be in the second round. We'll have to see what happens. First round talent at the edge and the quarterback position are paramount. You can find corners in the second round. Wide receivers in the second round is almost better than wide receivers in the first round. But those two positions, and I really do hope and pray uh, that the 49ers are able to get one of those two positions. You know, I was going to talk about this later, but let's jump into it now. This is every first-round pick that was made since Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch showed up. Here we go. And some of these hurt. Some of these are great. These are all the first-round selections. 
Number one, defensive line, Solomon Thomas. Second one, linebacker, Foster. Both those busts. Next one, offensive line, McGlinchey. Meh. Next one, defensive line, Bosa. Home run. Next one, defensive line, Kinlaw. I think that's a solid double. And then last one, wide receiver, Ayuk. So you look at it, and they got better, better, better. I mean, the last three picks the 49ers have made in the first round, Bosa, Kinlaw, Ayuk, good Lord. Those are amazing. Now, the first three, two are a complete whiff. I think McGlinchey, so-so. But the thing that we're seeing here is they're trending in the right direction. The 49ers love to go defensive line. <laughs> I mean, three of their six picks have been on the defensive line in the first round. It's, it's not, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they do that again this year. They're kind of in the sweet spot for it where they could have their pick of the litter. Uh, and we're going to talk about those. <laughs> Appreciate the haircut comments. Yes, finally did. COVID restrictions are lifting somewhat. Uh, was able to uh, wear two masks to go get my haircut, uh, but it, it was wonderful. It, it felt, and again, I appreciate the nice comments. It's not that easy to look this good. It's just something that happens. Uh, <laughs> sarcasm alert. All right, so let's jump in. Let's do this mock draft, baby. Oh, oh, sorry. I apologize. One more question I got to get to before we do that. This is a question from Justin via Twitter. Again, you can always reach out, Twitter, email, Twitter, at JL underscore Chapman. That's where I'm most active for sure. Or if it's long, uh, much longer than a Twitter or you stay off that social media, email me, 49ersrushpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I will I answer almost all uh, inquiries. Whatever, I'm a weird person. I don't sleep much. So I will get to your questions, and some I will include into the podcast itself. So this was asked from Justin. He said, hey, John, what do you think about trying to get Watt? J.J. Watt. Uh, this is kind of the question on everybody's mind. Uh, Justin says you could get him to replace Ford, and then we signed Terrell. Uh, we signed Trent Williams. We signed Jason Verrett. We're good to go. Let, let's piece this together. I'm with you first off on Trent Williams and Jason Verrett. Now, J.J. Watt is interesting. Do I want J.J. Watt on the football team? Hell yes. <laughs> Amazing locker room guy, great in the community. Production is insanity. But I do think that there are better ways to spend that money. Uh, Watt's, again, every single team wants J.J. Watt on their team. There's no doubt about it. And he would improve every single team. Having said that, some teams are a better fit for him than others. The 49ers, for example, we run a 4-3. He's played in a 3-4. Could he play in a 4-3? Oh, you bet your rear end he could. What would he play? He'd play that 5-tech spot. He'd play the Eric Armstead position. Is he better than Eric Armstead? Yes, he is. I'm not trying to say he's not. But let's say you bring on JJ. You've now got to finesse and move some things. All right, So you put JJ at the 5 the technique. You kick Eric Armstead down. Now he's playing the three technique where that's fine. But now what do you do with Ken Law? You're going to have to kick him down to nose. So now you've got three defenders, Watt, Armstead, and Ken Law playing out of position and not their best spot. J.J. Uh, Watt's best spot's in a 3-4. There's no doubt about that. He's had the success there. It translates whatever else. On top of that, I'm not quite sure we want to spend that much cap because, again, I don't think J.J. Watt fills that speed rusher role that we have for D Ford. It's not. Uh, Bosa is a big end. Um, you have Eric Armstead's a big end. J.J. Watt is a bigger end than both of them. So you would have three kind of bull rush, strong side defensive ends in a 3-4 without, 
one guy being that true weak defensive end. Again, I'm not, that's a great problem to have, but I'm not sure those are the chess pieces you want out there. For example, you know, NFL, NFL.com, Nick Shook put out an article, the nine best landing spots for J.J. Watt. 49ers weren't even on there. <laughs> they weren't even mentioned. So I, I would love it, but I don't think that it's a realistic landing spot. One, um, free agents don't like coming to San Francisco a whole lot. And here's what I have to say about that. Um, the taxes are huge. Whenever J.J. Watt, he had 12 teams reach out to him the day he got released. He could pick where he goes, and he can make a lot more money somewhere else because of taxes, living expenses, all those different things. Um, now, again, people want to come to San Francisco because of Kyle Shanahan, because the fan base, because the new stadium, uh, because the winning roster, all those different things. So it's, but you know, you got to look at all these different things. He's got brothers in the NFL, his hometowns in Wisconsin. Uh, it's a better scheme fit for him there. So I don't think it's going to happen. I would love to. But again, and then once you look at the money, J.J. Watt was due $17.5 million and was released. He's not going to get signed for that, but he's going to get signed for about $13, $14 million. He's got, he's got to get paid. Even in this down salary cap, J.J.'s still getting paid. That's a lot of money. Um, do you want to sign J.J. and then not extend Fred Warner? Because that's a possibility. And so whenever you're looking at these things and the 49ers are in a down cap year, I don't know. I, I think that I'm fine with spending money on edge. I just think there's better fits out there. Uh, you know, and if we're just staying with this concept of, you know, free agents and, you know, what we want to do there, if you just look at the defensive end position that's available in free agents, J.J. Watt's the most expensive. He's going to get about $13 million. Now, you've got guys like Jadavian Clowney, hell no. Justin Houston, eh, maybe he's a little older. Yannick and Gawkway. Now, he's a little bit more of a problem child guy. We, we've seen some of the nastiness in social media and whatever else. You can get him for $10 million, a lot cheaper. And he's six years younger and fits a little bit about what we do. Ryan Kerrigan, he's older. You're probably going to get Ryan Kerrigan on $7 or $8 million. Trent Murphy, uh, probably five, six million. So you're getting through these names and you're like, huh, which one is a better fit at half price or less? Um, so not to solve the problem, you've got to address the edge position. I just don't think JJ Watt and the 49ers are a good pairing from both sides from the 49ers cap situation and roster analysis that they have currently to JJ Watt and kind of a fit for him as well. I, I just don't see it as much. All right, let's do a mock draft. Um, I love mock drafts, and it's Valentine's Day. Who doesn't love them? Uh, people always get upset, but that's okay. Uh, not a big deal. Here we go. With trades, mind you, and again, I'm going to walk you through this. First off, pick one, Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, his pro day happened this week. That's a done deal. Whatever. The draft starts at number two. The New York Jets. Now, do I think the Jets are going to take a QB? I do. I really, really do. But I wanted to play out. Let's just take Robert Sala at his word. Let's say Robert Sala is excited to move forward with Sam Darnold. Why not? Uh, he's, he's a hell of a player, right? So they're going to keep Sam Darnold. Who's the next best player in this draft? And at the biggest need, I cannot tell you how much I love this kid. Um, Jamar Chase. 
He is unbelievable. And yeah, this is early. I get it. But I'm telling you right now, Jamar Chase came out of the draft in 2020. He would have been my number one wide receiver last year over C.D. Lamb, over Jerry Judy, over all those guys. That's how damn good he is. So I've got the Jets staying there and taking Jamar Chase. Helps out Darnold, all those different things. He's incredible. Uh, now, do I think a wide receiver is going to go number two overall? Probably not. I trade out. But this one, again, I, the purpose of mock drafts is to say, I wonder what it would look like if. That's what this is. Nobody nails the mock draft. And so you play out these situations, and NFL teams do this as well. Um, and so you start looking at how this could shake out. So now you're sitting at number three. And this is going to be a trade. Miami's sitting there. I think they're going to sit with Tua. You know, he went six and three as a starter, as a rookie. Build around him, see what they've got. Um, and so I have a team trading up. The most aggressive team besides the Rams in the whole Matt Stafford, whatever, sweepstakes, whatever you want to call it, was the Carolina Panthers. So I've got them jumping up. The Carolina Panthers jumping up to number three. You know, they were picking uh, number eight. And so they jump up. Here's what they give up. This is what it costs to jump from eight to three. A 2021 first and third and a 2022 first. So two first and a third round pick to jump up five spots. They go up there and get their guy, Zach Wilson. I personally think the second quarterback off the board is going to be Zach Wilson. Some teams will have Justin Fields. Um, high up there as well. But the Carolina, Zach Wilson, it just fits perfectly. Uh, Miami falls back a couple spots, uh, but they pick up a third rounder and an additional first rounder for next year. I, I just Miami is just stockpiling top-tier premium picks, and why not? You've got your quarterback. Let's see what happens. And if for some reason Tua doesn't pan out, hey, now you've got the draft capital next year, and you're going to be able to do whatever you want to do. Atlanta with the four pick. I've got them going quarterback as well. Justin Fields from Atlanta. It just fits. Um, you know, Atlanta is a team that I could see go O-line. I could see Penny Sewell at number four. I could see you know, wide receiver, you know, get a Julio Jones replacement defense. There's so many places they could go. But new coaching staffs, new quarterback, I think that just happens there. So number four, Atlanta Falcons, Justin Fields. Number five, Cincinnati Bengals. Probably the most predictable pick besides number one, Jacksonville, is Penn Sewell, offensive tackle, to the Cincinnati Bengals at five. It, it, it just happens so much. Uh, so much so, it, it makes me start to hesitate. It's actually going to happen. Uh, again, I could see the Falcons take them. Um, I could see the Miami Dolphins eh, take an offensive tackle. They have other needs, but... I think that this kid, Penny Sewell, is that damn good. You look at the film that he put out, you know, at Oregon, he fits every single box. Um, I most years, you're talking about Penny Sewell being a number one pick. Uh, but again, with Trevor Lawrence is here, like he's that good. If somebody had like <laughs> Penny Sewell as is as good a tackle as Trevor Lawrence is a quarterback, if that makes sense. Now, obviously, the hierarchy of needs and you know premium positions in the NFL, quarterback trumps all. But Penny Sewell, if a team wants a left or right tackle, doesn't matter, power scheme, uh, zone scheme, doesn't matter. He's that damn good. I've got him going number five. Number six, this is a rough one. Because you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, holy cow, man. Uh, let's say they trade Carson Wentz. 
They kind of have a need at quarterback. Jalen Hurd, that's cool. You want to give him a shot, so you're going to build around him. But that's the only quarterback on the roster now. So now they're looking at you know maybe a second or third round quarterback again. I doubt six is a quarterback position. They want to see what they have. I've got help them out. Get them wide receiver help. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver number six to the Philadelphia Eagles. You, you kind of pair them up, see what that offense looks like. They played together. Uh, Jalen Hurts and Jalen Waddle before, uh, so they've got some chemistry. Now, this is a fun situation. We're now at pick seven. The Detroit Lions are on the clock. They just traded away Matt Stafford, and they got Jared Goff and two additional first-round picks later on down the line. Now, what if, and a lot of people want to say, oh, the Detroit Lions would go quarterback here, and I think it's a possibility, but this is the sweet spot. If you're the 49ers and a quarterback falls to seven, you're freaking picking up that damn phone because now you're not mortgaging the future. Yeah, you're going to have to pay up, but jumping from 12 to number seven, if you just look at the trade chart, the Jimmy Johnson trade chart, Detroit Lions, the number seven pick is worth 1,500 points. The number 12 49ers pick is worth 1,200. The difference of 300 points. And so whatever you start looking at this, this is where you can go up. Now, why would Detroit even think about trading down? Maybe they, they really want to see what they have in Jared Goff. Remember, they turned down the number eight overall pick in Teddy Bridgewater from the Carolina Panthers to go with these two first-round picks from the Rams and Jared Goff. So maybe they just stick with it, add premier talent right now, and then next year they'll be fully loaded. And maybe they're just completely, the Detroit Lions are just done with the 2021 draft. There's no scouting combine. Not everybody played. They couldn't send scouts to the game. Um, all this different stuff. And they're just like, you know what? We're not going to, we don't want to evaluate a quarterback in the system. We're just going to wait. Well, I've got the 49ers straighten up here. From 12 all the way to 7. Now, let's see what they gave up. Uh, I've got them taking a quarterback, by the way. Quarterback Trey Lance. So maybe I should stop and talk a little bit about Trey Lance before the Detroit Lions and get ahead of myself here. I'll, we'll go over what they gave up. I love Trey Lance. Uh, I, I, I'm a fan club member. Um, the kid has everything. You want a quarterback with a rocket arm? Check. You want somebody that's smart with the ball and doesn't turn it over? Check. You went through a whole season without one interception. You want somebody that's smart and runs a pro-style offense? Check. You want a mobile quarterback? Check. Now, are there some issues? Okay, now let's look at the opposite side, the cons. Yeah, level of competition wasn't great. No doubt about that. Didn't play, but one game in 2020 had nothing to do with him. Uh, the Missouri Valley Conference canceled their season. Nothing to do with Trey Lance. He wanted to play. He played his one game, and then the season got po postponed. Not on him. Those are concerns. He only started one year and one game in 2021. So those are some issues. Um, Accuracy-wise, footwork-wise, all those things, he's got them all. Uh, if you want a guy that's never lost a game and thrown one interception, it just makes sense. And, you know, a big reason why the 49ers are so upset with Jimmy Garoppolo, really, I think it's two things. One is health. No doubt about that. Whenever he plays, he wins. But... How often does he play? <laughs> He's missed about a third of his games. Now, the second thing is this. He doesn't challenge the ball downfield. He doesn't throw the ball, and he's not mobile. That's it. Um, he, he's, he's a dink and dunk passer. That is, that's just what he is. 
So whenever you look at around the NFL, Patrick Mahomes effect, whatever else, you're seeing these guys like Deshaun Watson, like Lamar Jackson, like Russell Wilson, run around, whatever else. That ain't what won the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's old 47-year-old quarterback that doesn't even move, right? And Tom Brady. So we, we get it twisted, uh, new school versus old school. But here's one thing that Trey Lance does as well as anybody else in this draft. He is very mobile and creates on his own. So I'm going to show you a clip from one of our Patreon breakdowns of Trey Lance and what he can do with his legs. Here we go. Just create on your own. This is a designed quarterback run, just a delayed QB draw. You can tell because the lineman's coming out and getting downfield. So they know what it is. Reads his block, just keeps going. He's not going, he's not going down. This dude's fighting for every yard. Teams are going to love that. He'll have to learn how to slide and all that kind of stuff. But, man, look at him just making these moves. Reading his block, setting him up, patience. It's chess to this kid. Very nice. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great: it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Oop, look at the agility there in the hole, though. Again, this is in the end zone. Whoop. Nice little jump cut from a QB. But that's what I like. He's staying behind his line and directing the blocks. Just creating. And you see this consistently, not even, you know, that play was a design quarterback run. He's very, very smart. You know, you look at quarterbacks and you see like, you know, RG3 and, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. They take too many hits. They take way too many hits. Then you see people like Kyler Murray who somehow in Russell Wilson, they get out of hits almost all the time. 
Trey Lance falls into that category. Very, very smart. And he understands the patience of being a quarterback and setting up blocks because he doesn't want to take hits. And so I love that about him. I'm a big Trey Lance believer. Um, I, if, if the 49ers have any chance to get this guy, it's a huge win. Jimmy Garoppolo is the starting quarterback in this situation. Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo is starting quarterback. You keep him. You have a championship window open now. We already talked about how it takes quarterbacks time to have success in Kyle Shanahan's system. So let him sit. Allow Jimmy Garoppolo to go do his thing. And best case scenario is Jimmy Garoppolo starts every game for the season. See how that goes. But does he have a cap? He does. And if Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt, which happens a lot, then it's Trey Lance time. If Jimmy Garoppolo cannot succeed in this offense with Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle, Mostert, and all of them, then it's time to hand over the reins. But as we've seen with you know Jimmy Garoppolo, when he's healthy and he's got people around him, he's going to be in contention, period. That's all there is to it. What is he, 27 and 6 as a starter? Come on. Um, so you have your starter for the future. And shoot, if you get two years starting out Jimmy Garoppolo, that's fine. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo's no trade clause ends after this year. So you have Jimmy started out, and then you hand the keys to Trey Lance in the middle of the year or at the end of the year. That's best case situation for everybody. I would love that. Now, what did it cost to go get this guy from 12 to 7? And again, I used um, I, the, the Draft Network's um, premium whatever you pay a subscription for, and you can process all these trades. So here's what I had them given up. Detroit gets the 49ers first round pick this year, number 12. They get our third round pick that we got for Robert Sala. So the end of the third round, it's like pick 100. They also get 2022. I didn't want to give up that first round pick. So I, I had to process this trade about six times. What do I got to do to not give up a first round pick next year? What I did have to give up was a 2022 second and third round pick. So they get our first third this year, our second third next year. That's a lot of picks. Uh, that's four day one and day two picks. You pay the premium. But you go get your quarterback and you're not sacrificing multiple first rounders. And you're going to be okay because, again, you're getting an additional third round pick next year as well. So that's nice. Um, now, you, you look at these. And, again, you just add them up. So the number seven pick, as I talked about, is worth 1,500 points on the trade chart. All of the 49ers picks is about 1,600 points. So we have to overpay a little bit. But this is what it took to get the deal done. I'd be okay with it. Do I want to give up a first, a third, and then a second, a third next year? No. Yeah, preferably be a little cheaper. But to move up for a quarterback, because it's not just going to be the 49ers. You look at where the draft is at pick seven. Let's say Detroit says we're not going quarterback here. Denver at nine wants a quarterback. 49ers at 12 want a quarterback. Freaking New England Patriot 15. They don't have a damn quarterback on the roster. Jared Stidham? Are you kidding me? Uh, Washington at 19, Chicago at 20, Indianapolis at 21, Pittsburgh. You know, you just keep going down to 24. There are teams that will need quarterbacks. They're scarce. <laughs> they don't exist. They're not out there. So you got to go get one. 49ers do that. And if you can't go quarterback in the first round, I think you go edge or corner back. But that's all I got for this, this mock draft in the first round. Now what I did is I, I simulated through, I don't want to go through all the picks, all the way till the 49ers are back on the clock in the second round. Pick number 44. 
I didn't have them trade up. I wanted to see what would be there. I always want to trade up for O-line. I want O-line in the second round. Um, that's just who I am. I, I, it, <laughs> there was like a trend going around with like, who would you name the 49ers Twitter GM or whatever? And, it, it, you know, when people said me, I said, hey, get ready for O-line in the second round every damn year because I think that's a sweet spot for offensive tackles, centers, guards. Man, I, I would just – my entire offensive line – would be nothing but second round picks. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I believe that's the sweet spot in the draft. I, I really, really do. So the 49ers fall to 44, and I hate the way the draft fell. I was so pissed off. Not one damn offensive lineman that I wanted fell. They went like three picks in front of me, just like boom, boom, boom. And that's kind of, you know, the, the sweet spots in the draft, you kind of fill them out. This isn't a super deep draft. So what I, what I mean by whenever I say that, I think there's about 15 to 16 first round picks this year. Um, usually it's anywhere between 18 to 20, They're like first round grades. Yeah, there's 32 first round picks. I understand that. Not all those players are first round caliber players. So the way that I have this draft currently, the one through 15 are the elite first round grades. Then the next chasm of picks is that 16 to 40. Then there's a big drop after that. After I get through my top 40 players, I'm just like, ah, man, trade back and get that guy. Trade back and get that. That's my mindset the whole time. Eh, yeah, you can get them in the second round. Somebody might take them, but yeah. Now, hopefully, you know, of those 40 players, some are going to fall, right? Because some people are going to draft whatever else. But whenever I did this damn draft, I was so pissed off and I didn't want to go back and like finesse it. Uh, but I was really, really upset. Let me just go through some of the positions of need. And again, make no mistake. I hear people in the back of their mind saying, oh, but just go best player available. That's BS, guys. 49ers don't draft that way. They draft to fill needs. Uh, John Lynch has said that 100 times over. Um, they big reason why they didn't get Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes was because they didn't have a need at quarterback in their heads. They were going to get freaking choir boy Kirk Cousins. Uh, it didn't work out. So they didn't even really grade this is from John Lynch's own mouth last week. They're not even grading these quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, because they already had their mind made up. They don't do best player available drafting. They plug holes. So where are those holes in the second round? Cornerback, really just two guys that were there. Uh, Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. Uh, Iafatu Melifonwe uh, was there out of Syracuse. I think Melifonwe is a really, really good player, and I think that he fits what the 49ers want to do perfectly. It's a little rich for him. Um, Edge, you've got Jason uh, Owe out of Penn State. He fits the speed rusher idea, but um, he's the only speed rusher kind of guy that was left at this time. None of the top-tier guys fell. Uh, very, very raw, and he would just be a speed guy, not much production. Uh, the rest were all kind of the big defensive end, five techs. I didn't want to spend that there. Interior offensive line, Landon Dickerson was there. Six foot six, 326 out of Alabama. A lot of guys love him. Coming off an ACL tear in December, yeah, I don't like that. And he's much more of a power gap guy. Um, Alabama gets so much props just because they win all the games and they're on every primetime game and whatever else. And yeah, Landon didn't allow one sack. I like his film a lot. I don't think Kyle Shanahan's going to like it. He's too big. 
<laughs> he's a clucker. Uh, he's not going to be pulling out and, you know, getting out there for, you know, jet sweeps and screens and all that stuff. That's just not who he is. So I don't think that he's a very good zone fit. And all my interior guys that I had pegged in zone schemes were gone. They were all gone. Um, if we were going best player available, wide receiver Rondell Moore, who's 5'9", 175 out of Purdue, I would love to add this guy. Uh, but he's just a slot guy, though. Now, you can do all the shifty explosiveness. He's a punt returner, whatever else. So that fits. And again, if you look at the 49ers have only made two second-round picks since Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch showed up. Both were wide receivers, Debo and freaking Dante Pettis, who I still like Dante. I hope he does well, but I'm a little butthurt. Um, but, yeah, so you have Rondell Moore there, and I think he's a borderline first-round-tier player Man, for a number three wide receiver, when you've got holes at corner and speed rusher, I don't think you can do it. Even though I wouldn't be mad, it, that's a best player available philosophy. I had the 49ers just like sit there and be like, gosh, there's nothing really I like here. There's some, it's just too early for these players. So I trade back. Boom, I fall back. Uh, John Lynch didn't make one original pick last year in the draft. He traded every damn one of them. And the picks he did made, he used free agents or whatever else. He's a finesser. So why not? Sitting at 44, I don't like it. Let's fall back. To fall back, you need somebody to fall back with. In this one, uh, the quarterbacks all went early. The Colts trade up. They offered me this, by the way. The 49ers fall back from 44 to 53. So we drop back nine spots and we pick up an extra fourth rounder, number 125. So you go to our first trade to get Trey Lance. We gave up first and third this year. It was a back-end third. Now we fall back just nine spots and pick up a fourth. So this is going to help us later on. Now why would the Colts trade up? Quarterback Kellen Mond, who I like. I actually do like him. I think third round is where he should go. He's probably going to go in the second round because there's too many quarterback needy teams. So they jump up. So the 49ers sit there, and once we get back on clock at 53, guess what? Huge position of need, still there, perfect fit. Cornerback Ifetu Melifonwe out of Syracuse, six foot three, some say six foot two, uh, 212 pounds. He fits what we do to a T. Uh, a lot of people know that name, Melifonwu. His brother um, was drafted, Obi Melifonwu, was drafted in the second round by the Rams or by the Raiders. He's with the 49ers now. He signed a reserve contract, so he's on the 49ers team. So now he gets drafted to the team with his brother. That's amazing and a perfect fit. Now, <clears throat> what's the difference between his brother and him? First off, this kid is a physical freak. <laughs> him and his brothers, and they have another track star brother as well. They're incredible. Physical freak. Uh, the, these are my draft notes. Great traits. Hips are incredible. Um, but... There, there's flaws with players that you get at number 53 overall. He's a little soft. He's bigger than everybody. He should be a bully. He's not a bully. Um, he, he's, he's a seven-on-seven seven kind of star mindset player where he has the physical traits to dominate, but he doesn't actually dominate physically. Um, he's a much better football player than his brother. Listen to this. He played running back in high school. This is uh, Iafetu. I'm sure I'm pronouncing his name incorrectly. I apologize for that. I tried to learn and listen to other people pronounce it, and they're all over the map as well. 
He played running back in high school. He had 1,800 yards and 25 touchdowns as a senior. Played basketball, lacrosse, ran track. Um, not near as fast as his brother, Obi, um, but he's a much better football player. It's not even close. A one interception, six passes defensed, and he just fits exactly what the 49ers need at a cornerback position. So you re-sign Jason Verrett. Obi comes in. He would start day one. Um, you know, maybe Emmanuel Mosley comes back and they fight for that number two spot, or you kick Mosley inside to the nickel corner if you can't get Kwan Williams back. But this gives you an awesome what if view. The board doesn't go the way you want it to, or if it does, if you're one of those quarterback, one a quarterback here, you get to jump up for a quarterback without losing future first round picks. I love that. That's a plus for me. Second round sucks. You got to fall back, but you pick up an extra fourth. That's great. So you're recouping some of these prices that you had to pay to jump up. And so I like this. You end up, you get out of the first round, you get your quarterback in Trey Lance. Second round, you meet a position of need, cornerback, Iafetu, um, Melifonwe, and man, I'm okay with that through the first and second round. Now you're going to have to wait till the fourth round pick because <laughs> now you lost your third that you got for Robert Sala, but that was a bonus pick anyway. Now you have two fourths. So you're still going to be able to get some t uh, quality tier talent in there, but it, it's it, you got to pay for quarterbacks. That's what it is. Uh, so let me know. Drop in there. Uh, a plus, A minus, F. Yeah, your grandparents are dumb. Uh, whatever. Uh, how would you grade this mock draft starting out with getting Trey Lance in the first round, trading up to number seven, and Iafetu Melifonwe in the second round, cornerback out of Syracuse? Uh, both perfect fits, I think, for both of our offense and defensive scheme. Uh, so let me know. Grade it. A plus, B plus, C minus, F. I failed. <laughs> Any of those things. Uh, but that was fun. Uh, it took a lot of time to kind of plan all that out. But uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. And let me say this about our podcast. And I think this is important. I love this. I think we're on episode like 360 something. Um, I'm not going anywhere. This is what it is. I do have a full-time job. I would like to contribute more time to the 49ers Rush podcast. Uh, financially, it does make it hard. If you want to show, support the show financially, patreon.com is the way. Um, that's the best way to support me in the podcast so we can put out more content. Uh, that's all there is to it. Now, we've created some new tiers. And again, here's the best thing about patreon.com. Um, quit anytime you want to. Try it out. You don't like it, quit. It's done. There, you quit anytime. There's no contracts, no anything. And the best thing about it is when you sign up, you get access to everything. So if you sign up for the Frank Gore tier, you get over 250 plus hours of video breakdowns, NFL draft, 49ers, uh, certain players. You want to go back and watch every single Jimmy Garoppolo third down play from last year, 2019. They're broken down in tiers. <laughs> You've got third and short, third and medium, third and long. It's over six hours of just Jimmy Garoppolo third downs. If you want to see what he's like, every single play broken down schematically. You want to watch NFL Draft? They're there as well. Now, we created a new tier. Uh, this was asked by some of the supporters. I'm pretty pumped about it. Um, the Jerry Rice tier, you get all those breakdowns. Plus, we're going to be having a Zoom hangout at the end of the month. Bring your beer, uh, your whiskey, whatever. We're going to sit around and talk. We're going to do some trivia. Uh, it's going to be an absolute blast. And again, so you're doing this because you're getting an awesome product. But again, the main reason why, and I would encourage all of you, this supports the podcast. Everything contributed there goes straight into the podcast. So want to say thank you guys. Really appreciate all the support. I know we're at about 45 minutes already. Uh, but man, uh, it's fun to talk football. 
And hopefully you have a great Valentine's Day. And if you don't, then good Lord. (laughs) I know a lot of people have bad Valentine's Day. You're beautiful. You're 49ers Rush podcast, Valentine. That's what's up. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate the support. And as always, stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.